Hello, welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast for Wednesday, May 17th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes, thank you everyone for joining us here on the podcast. I'm here too. Welcome everyone. I'm uh, I'm trying to be more um, positive. Oh, why is that? Because I'm suffering right now, so I'm trying to hide it by sounding more upbeat. From what? Um, allergies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is it like, are you really feeling it now? What's the, what's yeah. the reactions? So allergies yeah. are kicking in and I, uh, I'm trying to ignore them. Okay. Cause like, uh, I probably sound super congested, but if I were to blow my nose or rub mm. my eyes or even touch any of my face, it's going to exacerbate it. That's a, that's a, that's the right word. I'll blame the allergies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to just like, it's not there. If I don't acknowledge it, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, is it? It's the the nose. It's stuffy. Are the eyes itchy? I, I mean, be. they're not itchy, right? They're they not. could be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have eyes. You don't feel it. <laughs> we well, we went to a picnic yesterday. That's right? why last yeah. weekend. And while we're there, I think like half of the people there were like, it was it was it was an allergy attack, a tear fest. Yeah, yeah. Like COVID had nothing on these allergies. We were surrounded by grass <laughs> and pollen. Yeah. And, and just, it was terrible. But I was one of the few that um, maybe wasn't as bad. Some people had like fits. Some like, people were just like, ter- <laughs> like, you should need to go home. Actually, I, I was pretty good too. Yeah. But I was witnessing some, uh, a conversation between two people. Yeah. And at the exact same time, they like turned away to, to like have a sneezing Sneeze. fit. Like, <laughs> like, a, like over and over at the exact same time. I'm telling you, the key is um, first, don't touch your face. Yeah. Okay, yeah it's a domino effect. It's going to get worse and worse. So don't rub your nose or try try to hold in a sneeze. Once that floodgate opens, you're suffering for the next hour or two. True. Second rule, don't talk about it because you're going to want to think about touching yeah. your face and now yeah. I want to touch my own face. Right. Um, people were like like rubbing cold water bottles on their face and stuff like that. Yeah, it was also freaking hot. Yeah. Oh, is it that's why? I thought it was like, is this going to lower inflammation? I don't know. I, I think some people were too hot, but um, I, w- I was not being active yesterday i was just staying in the shade yeah i definitely stay in the shade yeah because i burn easily oh yeah you're more light-skinned than i am yeah and also um they say like if you have tattoos don't go in the sun oh is that right yeah and i remember when i first got a tattoo i was like oh make sure it's always in the shade or like if i'm driving i'm gonna cover it with like a shirt or something like that sure did you yeah at first but now like like this is too much work it's a lot to take in except yeah. if it's hot out too you're not gonna right. want to wear more exactly yeah i'm already trying to just not think about the allergies i have to also protect my tattoos like this is too much <laughs> it's an investment really yeah yeah um but the allergies i mean i'm acknowledging they're there but fighting through it's just like i you don't bother me I, I, i'm it's like when there's like a i don't know like a, a monster in the room right you have to just not don't acknowledge it like it's a like, mo- monster zinc monster in the closet sure, under- you're not, i'm not scared of you yeah underneath the bed you don't exist <laughs> They also, you can just walk on, mosey on down to the grocery store, maybe pick up some allergy medicine. That's an uh, yeah, option. That's true. But by the time you're thinking about it, it's too late. You're already home and you're lazy. Did you get any allergy medicine? <laughs> no, I said it would too and I forgot yeah. also. Oh. Yeah. I um, I try to not use it too much because I think oh, you yeah. do build like a tolerance for it. I, I'm not sure about me because I, I think I took it like every year during allergy season, right? Like oh, yeah. it was like clockwork. Does it still work for you I, as much? I think I... 
took so much of it in a lifetime that I think my allergies got better. Like, I don't get them you as don't much. Get it. I think so. I think. That's not how it works. I'm mostly allergy medicine. It's not a cure. <laughs> uh, I'm the living example of that. Yeah. I, I do think um, getting the generic one's fine. Usually mm-hmm. with most medicines, I'm like, get the generic or cheaper one. Yeah. Especially it's on the aisle, like the lowest one, the one at the bottom of the thing, but it still has the same ingredients. Yeah. That's like the it one. It sounds That's like a real brand. It's like Tylenovil or yeah. something like that. <laughs> So it sounds like it's a looks it's the same colors as the real brand, but I mean it's the same ingredients, just maybe not as fancy. Right, like other like medicines would be like Nyquit or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, like some it's like they have like a candy coated shell. Yeah, this one's just the raw medicine. <laughs> like I've never seen allergy medicine bubblegum flavored. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I'm going to be suffering for a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to need to pick up some allergy medicine. Right after this. Yeah, right after this. I probably sound like uh, I'm like underwater or something. No, I think you sound close to similar. Now that you said it, maybe people recognize, but if you said nothing, I think you I sound nor- like regular nasally Chris. I normally already sound like someone punched me in the nose. Yeah. I, so this possibly. maybe is just normal. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what you sound like when you snore right now or when you're sleeping snoring because you snore. Like, yeah, I don't, it, I don't, you've never heard it, right? I've never heard of it. <laughs> you snore incredibly loud. Like, I think the loudest everyone's ever heard someone snore. It's so. People have told this to me. Yes. I've yet to believe them because I'd never heard of it. I've recorded you. I've showed it. To, and it's, there's no proof that's me. Oh, come on. You've bust out laughing hearing your own snore. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who is that? <laughs> What, you found this on the internet? No, it's like, I'm telling you people, like, we Who's live together. Who's mowing grass right now? <laughs> <laughs> Who's mowing grass at 2 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> we do live together. I think maybe, I'll, I'll say, like, two times I've, wo- I've been woken up from your snore. <laughs> there's, it's been a full, like, year and a half already. There's, like, to- two doors and a hallway in between our bedrooms. All this air and space to subdue that noise. I can definitely hear it. I'm just saying the times I've woken up from you snoring. <laughs> I can hear it every night, for sure. <laughs> Do you think you don't snore? I know I don't. All right. I'm going to record you. Do I snore really? Huh? Um, I don't know. I'm asleep. I can't tell. <laughs> we never talked about this before, but uh, I do sleepwalk. Do you still sleepwalk? Well, I, I definitely, I don't know if I do or not. I've you never know. seen you sleepwalk. You have when I was a kid though, right? No, even then. Really? Only our parents said that you did, but I never saw it. I'm asleep. Yeah. I'm, I'm outside mowing the grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I for sure sleptwalk before and... Dad said he's witnessed and he was scared of it. Like I would be scared if I were you. Well, I don't know. I, mean, I went back to bed like normal apparently and went back to sleep like it was nothing. I think he said one time like you were kind of like almost like in the drawers or something uh-huh. of the clothes. And he, he was like, what are you doing? And then you said like, I'm going to, and then you said like our cousin's house. Why? It's like a, like several miles away, like 50 miles away. That's weird. Imagine if you left. <laughs> well, that's where I was headed. I don't know. I've had dreams before where like- Imagine if you woke up at their house. You're like, how did I, I get, get here? here? <laughs> Tony said that I've actually slept walk at a sleepover before. Oh my But God. that makes sense. It's like, it's not your environment. You're like, what are you doing here? And then everyone was laughing at me because I was, I was also getting ready. I was putting my shoes on, sleepwalking. <laughs> I was putting on my Converse and yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, these are just stories to me. I've never woke, been woken up while sleepwalking. So I'm not like standing and wake up. It's never happened before. Could you imagine like you're sleepwalking, right? And um, you have built this whole life that you don't even know about. A double life. You've maybe started like a club, like an underground club. Okay. Um, you recruit all these guys that right. maybe like 
society has pushed away. Okay. And you don't talk about it. That's the number one rule. Don't talk about this club. Right. Right. And you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Oh, I like this. I like this story. Okay. I love this devil life. I look like him too. That's that's a plan, right? Well, Jay Leto's you, in your in head. There. You look like him, but no one else sees him. <laughs> This Everyone like, sees you. Okay. I get what movie you're doing. You're doing Shallow How. There you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I'm hope I'm not sleepwalking now and we're actually recording this podcast. Yeah. I, I don't sleepwalk. Um, I barely sleep also. No. Okay. No, when I sleep, I think I, I wake up. Yeah. Um, I can only sleep like a couple hours at, at, at a time. You're, you're uh, yeah. You're just like quick stretches, but then you go back to sleep. But you, you can sleep in the middle of the day super easily. Yeah, because I'm so tired because I don't sleep at night that I well. I know. Your your circadian rhythm is off, right? It's super off, dude. It's way off. I that, maybe that's why I drink so much coffee. I think so. Yeah, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, two, three a.m., mm-hmm. and a normal person will go back to sleep. Yeah, they'll just like put their head back. Yeah. Well, I I do have that happens to me where I'll be awake for an hour or so. It's bad because. I will turn on the TV, but not even watch it. Once I find something I like, I'll then get on my phone. Dude. <laughs> it's like I'm a regular middle of the day already. You're the one living a double life. You're like living a second <laughs> life in the middle of the night. But I remember it. Just turn it off. Go back to sleep. You know what I do is I'll turn it on, but then I'll set the sleep timer on it. And then I'll I'll then I'll then try to fall asleep to it. I think if you have the wherewithal to do all of those different buttons in your remote to get to the sleep timer, yeah. you're, on, you're away. You're 100% away. I know. Away. It's so, I don't know why. Because like when I do wake up in the middle of the night, it's like I'm 100% awake. No way. It's not there's... like, oh, what time is it? It's like, oh, I'm up. What what happened? You have. To, I think you're used to watching TV, like in that, that rhythm. It's, yeah. You have to be bored. You have to just like look I, at I that. am bored. That's why I turn on TV. <laughs> to go just back to sleep is if that's the yeah. goal, you know. Yeah. I I need, um. I've tried melatonin. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really work. I've tried that before too, like the gummies. And yeah, like it, it might get me back to sleep faster. Mm-hmm. But I am, when I wake up, I'm way too groggy. Like it does affect me. It's too long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like my alarm doesn't wake me up enough. You know, like they have like the night quill that is just for sleep. Yes. You think I should try that? Uh, no. What well, if I maybe mix it you- with like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not good. <laughs> I drink it out of like a red cup. Okay. Isn't that what most oh. people do? <laughs> In the dirty sap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't want to promote any of okay, that. Okay, let's do it. Why don't we promote our own show and explain how the show works? Here at Read a Copy, we split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And today, we're talking about Runaways from Marvel. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories. That's where we talk about when watching, reading, any entertainment we've enjoyed this week. All right, well, let's get into that first bit, the news. A couple of news articles came up this week. Probably the big one I want to talk about is casting for the new James Gunn Superman Legacy movie. Now we're post uh, Guardians. He's done with Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little sad right there. His, his ex. Marvel's Marvel. <laughs> the Guardians is his ex. Right. Yeah. He's moved on to more to better things. You think um, it's like that meme where he's like walking with Marvel and he's like looking back and he's like, oh, DC. Oh, <laughs> Superman yeah. Legacy. What's DC working with back there? <laughs> um, casting rumors have popped up and I want to see what you thought about this because um, I have some strong feelings. Okay. Okay. Let's hear them. 
Um, so for Superman, the guy, uh, four names have come up. I don't know most of them. Me neither. David Corin Sweat. I hope that's maybe I don't hope that's how he say his name. He's a handsome guy. That's not a handsome name. Nicholas Holt. I know him. Yes. Uh, Jacob Lordy. I know him. Me too. And then Andrew Richardson. I don't know him. Most regular name ever. Technically, I don't know any of them personally, <laughs> but no of them. Right. Um, do you have a preference? Do you care about this? So the Corin Sweat guy, <laughs> yeah. With these like rumors popping up, with the articles about who's Moon, who's Superman, right? It's always this guy because it's like in the like article pictures. Because he kind of so, looks like him. I think. Well, he does look like maybe Brendan Roth or whatever, like Superman's we've seen already. Classic Superman. But I think it's also like he's the one that's the name we don't know enough to like. Oh yeah, yeah it's I peaking don't, interest. I never heard of him? Who is this guy? Right. So maybe maybe there's something special about him. Maybe in the auditioning, they're like uh-huh. he does look the part or plays the part well. Right. Nicholas Holt has been in, what, X-Men First Class and those Beast. generation of X-Men. Yeah. Uh, he was in the running for Matt Reeves' Batman. True. And I don't see him as Superman. Yeah. I mean, if it had to pick between the two, Batman or Superman, yeah. I would say Batman. Okay. What if I threw a third character in there? Third character? Yeah. What Who's about that? Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor for Nicholas Holt? Yeah. Um, It's a different approach from what the Lex Luthors we've seen before. Yeah. We were looking for a Jesse Eisen type now that's what you want exactly that's what we know <laughs> that makes sense from the world we live in today when he, <laughs> right he's played zuckerberg and luthor he's, he's typecasted <laughs> by now um but nicholas holt uh he might be too good looking for luthor luthor kind of has to be kind of jealous of superman that's like his whole deal oh and he's scratching his eyes oh it's starting he's starting i was gonna say um for one he's british oh yeah in it but so is henry cavill i think most people People are British in Hollywood now. Like <laughs> most of these uh, it guys or whatever, the lead actors are British. I mean, if you think about it, what um, what's his name? Batman. Pattinson. Uh, Pattinson's British. Yes. Christian Bale is British. Christian Bale's British. Yeah. Um, who are other superheroes? <laughs> uh, Hugh Jackman is Australian. Basically the same. Like yeah, that's like secondhand British. We're talking Australians. That's like a lot of yeah. them too. I mean, right. Harley Quinn with oh, uh, sure. right. Um, Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I, what I don't wouldn't want to pick is uh, the Jacob Elordi guy from Euphoria. Yes, because I I just see him from Euphoria. So t- tell the people about his character from Euphoria. Like, is he, is he a good guy? Is he like is he like a? Uh... He, I mean, he's an antagonist, but he's a product of his environment. Oh, really? Which everyone is because uh, the pressures of being the son of that guy in the show. Yeah. Uh, and like, there's deep secrets in that family, right? Right. And he know it's don't, it's don't spoil Euphoria. Yeah, well, yeah. Euphoria is a great show. It is. A He's good, show. good for that show. Right. 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 But I just don't. Also, what he's. I don't know how old he's in real life, but he's playing a high schooler in that show. I'm sure in real life he's like 50. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody on the show looks like they're a teenager. No. Right. So it's like, yeah, anyone on that show could play Superman. <laughs> Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't want him to play it. Um, just because like, uh, what I, it's going to bring, I'm going to personally, I'm going to bring euphoria baggage to it. Right. Like, of ah, this is not Superman. How could you do that to Rue? <laughs> right. That type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also he got beat up by uh, Fezco. So like, that's not Superman. Okay. Fez as Luthor. Luthor. No, you got me. He's got the shaved head. Right. It's close to bald already. Yes. All right. And he sells drugs. It's a different take. <laughs> 
Uh, I like it. I like it. Just guess. Okay, if you take everybody from before and put them in Superman, then I'll buy it. Makes sense. Yes, Superman in high school, right? Gotham. We had that already. Uh, Smallville. We've never had Superman in high school before. That would be a good show. Um, Andrew Richardson, tell me about him because I don't know anything. Andrew Richardson, he's one of our forefathers. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. He's the fourth guy that signed the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) I looked up at Google and literally no actor's face came up. So I I still don't know who Andrew Richardson is. He was drafted in the... (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Um, I guess, yeah, I I don't have like... um, a pre- preference of these few names. Yeah, my my preference is keep looking, <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep looking. The so Luth, Holt as Luthor doesn't make sense, huh? Do you want? I was thinking if they do a change with Luthor, yeah, make him older. Like there's like an age gap between him and. I honestly thought because it's Superman Legacy, I thought they're going for an older actor, and all these. Actors are younger than I thought they were. They're going for. Oh, Superman! Because it's called Superman Legacy. I don't know. I think it's more like generational legacy. Legacy of Krypton, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's the idea. I think he's younger. I see. Yeah. All right. Um. I think that's what they're going with. All these guys are pretty young. Yeah. I mean, they're good actors. They have to stretch them. They're gonna be, I think, in all like a, a lot of phases of the DC line. Right. I think so. It's he's. They've got to be pretty young. Yeah. Don't. I, I wouldn't go with Nicholas Holt. Yeah. He doesn't fit the part. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see it as a Superman. Okay, are we gonna go? Well, it sounds like we're not gonna go as buff as, as Cavill, but all these guys are pretty. <laughs> Just Cavill, Ben Affleck tried. <laughs> yeah, um, so there's more uh, casting rumors for Lois Lane. Um, the list is Rachel Bros- Brosnahan mm-hmm. from. Um, I can't tell. Is she? She's the one in Marvelous Miss okay. Maisel. I can't tell. It's that one or Westworld. I know they look so much alike. I can't right? tell which one's which. But also on the list is um, Emma. Is it Emma McKee? I think Mackie. Ma- okay, I mean, uh, my guess. And Samara Weaving, who I think she was in. Uh, Ready or Not Is that her? That's the right one Yeah, I like that movie I've never seen it you actually seen it? Yeah It's it, like a horror movie right? It's like a horror mystery movie Oh kind of, But also In more in like The comedic vein of horror Like like B movie But like modern B movie Yeah like modern B movie yeah. But like I don't know it, It's still Trying to be Scary Some scares in there Is it, It's a yeah. Blumhouse movie right? Or no? I don't remember who made it Gotcha Yeah I'm not a big horror movie fan anyway Okay uh, Rachel Brosnahan I think Would be a a better fit for a Lois Lane. I I do like her, but does she give too much of the Amy Adams vibe? Ready? I don't. I don't see them the same. Really? Um. Uh, in fact, I would think Rachel Brosnahan is more the Lois Lane that I'm thinking about in my head than Amy Adams. Kind of like a not a d- damsel in distress anymore. Sure. It's like a badass news reporter doesn't answer, doesn't need Superman, but yeah, you know. I, uh, she's like a woman that's kind of uh, like astute and wiry in her job or whatever trying to get the job done of a reporter yeah and just happens to know superman exactly okay okay uh, emma mackie she's from sex education right is she also british she's british yeah okay yeah they're they are all over hollywood exactly i'm telling you uh she's gonna be the new barbie movie which i'm excited for okay <laughs> 
<laughs> but you're it's excited actually, for other reasons but okay yeah <laughs> but she i think she's uh i think she could fit for the role as like a lois lane i've never it's a, seen it's the a show. different approach in that she's like she's a teenager too so she's like kind of more like a emo character okay but here when she's gonna play more of adult i don't know she's i think she's in the new um i'm not sure is she in, in the like the new uh i get the christie movie either right, way she's know. like all over stuff now too. Uh, the thing that is probably more important is the pairings right sure okay it's a better fit the chemistry yeah so i think if you go british and british that might work better yeah because <laughs> superman is the american way right isn't right, he like, exactly so we the real americans old school british yeah yeah i agree <laughs> old testament american <laughs> old timey old yay american I like it. pre-1700s america makes sense <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have a preference um, for any one of these because I honestly don't know the movie. I think in my head, it's like, just pick whoever. Yeah, just pick Just make direction. a good movie. I think these actors, either any combo is fine. Yeah. I'm curious what the chemistry is like. Um, they'll have to be similar ages, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I re- yeah, I guess we'd have to wait for the trailer to really get the taste of it, huh? But rumors are rumors, and it's kind of just fun to speculate about it, isn't it? More rumors, uh, switching over to Marvel, about their, not Superman, and not Wonder Woman, but Wonder Man. He's a character in the comics that has yet to make an appearance in the MCU. He's getting his own show. Correct. And it's going to be played by Black Manta. <laughs> <laughs> by... Uh, Yaya Mateen, right? That's his name? Yeah, Abdul Mateen II? Maybe, yeah. Um, he's playing Wonder Man, and the synopsis of the show has, like, quote-unquote, been leaked. That's right. Here's a synopsis word for word. The series gives a superhero perspective on the entertainment industry centering on a Hollywood stuntman and actor trying to make it big in the movies. So I think the little key thing here that's kind of new is that he's a, he's a stuntman. And not just like an action star. Regular action star trying to make it big. Yeah. In the comics, he's like an action star that actually gets superpowers. Did they like give him superpowers just to like- To be give, a movie star? Like the legitimacy to get And into then it. he becomes like a real superhero? Yeah, he, meet, he meets heirs his ways. He's like, I can be hero with these powers too. Even, even be famous, I guess. I am. Uh, I'm um, already getting the vibes of She-Hulk, which is not a good thing. Okay, yeah. Because I think they're going a little bit meta with this as far as like, oh, superheroes are in, really in now. Oh. So in the world of the where there are superheroes, they would also be really in. They would also be really popular. So we'd start making movies about them. Right. So it's almost too layered of like meta and like, I think... We're leaning again towards like a She-Hulk kind of thing. The two meta thing, the too many inception, reflection in the mirror type of thing. Because that happens in the comics where like someone just wants to be a superhero to be famous. Right. A la uh, uh, Booster Gold type of thing, right? Same type of thing. Right. Uh, but and I don't know if I even like this actor. Do you like this guy, Yaya Abdul-Mateen? I've seen him in things I like. I've seen him in things I don't like. So oh, yeah. it's hard to say like what I really feel about him because in superhero things, I don't really like him. Yeah. But in other dramatic roles, like he's pretty good. Oh, really? I'm not sure if I've seen him anything. I've, I've super loved him. He's not a terrible actor. I'm not saying that. But it's just like, I'm not on his side uh, when I see him cast in something right away. I liked him in a Netflix movie called The Chicago 7. Oh. Oh, he's in that? And he's uh, really good at it, I think. Okay. Maybe yeah. I forgot his role in that. Okay. He plays like the one black guy in the Chicago 7. Gotcha. <laughs> 
Uh, how about the fact that this is centering around Hollywood, right? And there's yes. literally a, like a writer's strike going on. It's just like kind of ironic. Like, are so they, this show can't even be made. <laughs> they have to like get creative with it, right? He's a stuntman, right? Right. Maybe they just make jackass. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I'm Wonder Man, and this is putting my picky toe in a rat trap. <laughs> Right? Like, maybe it'll be a reality show. Just fake the whole thing. I like that. You think they're going to connect this in a new way to Vision and Vision Quest? I think, well, the connection, right, in the comics is they use his brainwaves to make Vision, yeah. right? Which is totally not in the MCU because Vision is has, like, evolved already way past to being created. Um, it doesn't. It wouldn't line up to do it now unless they kind of bring him back to old Vision style. Yeah. So they need a human brainwave. I don't know to like match his like identity or something like that to yeah. bring him back to stasis. That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, what if like they 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 get the Vision consciousness and they have to put it in somebody and they put it in him accidentally? So they do the reverse. The reverse. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, there's literally no connection now. Yeah, if, and I, I hope they don't force it. Yeah. There is, uh, if I remember from the comic books, like the Wonder Man's brother makes an appearance in the Vision comic book. I think his name's Grim Reaper. Like he's yeah. an actual superhero or villain, villain I should say. Yeah. So uh, I get, I, I don't know if he'll uh, appear in Vision Quest or not, because then what's the connection? Is that the connection? I think connection? he'll appear in Wonder Man. In this movie, in the show? In this show, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's a rumor also that um, Josh Gad could be joining the MCU, and it could be in this show. Josh Gad? Yeah. Just like a side character or something? I don't know. Uh, they didn't say what, but I mean, uh, it feels like a person that should be in the MCU. I want him to be like singing about him like he's Gaston. <laughs> singing about Wonder Man? Wonder Man! <laughs> You know, yeah, that's that's the move. Then we can eke in. Uh, I, he Emma should Watson. be like um, a snowman that can't melt. I like that. Okay, that works too. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if this show is gonna be delayed because of the writer strike. So True. I don't know when it's actually gonna come out. I don't want to say a date because it's probably gonna get pushed back anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Marvel can use the writer strike as an excuse now. They've got so many things they can use it to lay. They should things. use it to just like not make stuff. <laughs> Oops, the writers quit. <laughs> uh, you know what should quit is The Walking Dead. Okay. They uh, released a trailer for a spinoff show. I didn't know the main show was still going on. Mm -hmm. So I could not care any less for this spinoff show. Is this still going on? I think it is. Wow. Okay. But this one's called Walking Dead Dead City. Walking Dead Dead City. And it stars the Wayans. (laughs) (laughs) What? From Ben Affleck's parents. In Batman oh. <laughs> Superman. No, it's um, Maggie and Negan. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yes, that's right. Um, you know more about this than I do, but why are they together? And why Why are they even like, why are they even cool with each other? I don't. So some lore, if you never watched the show, uh, Maggie was dating, was, I guess, married to a character, Glenn. Yeah. Played by Steven Yeun, who gets beaten to death by Negan. Yeah. Which is now their buddy, buddy, I guess, Maggie and Negan in this show. So it doesn't really doesn't make sense. Why would they be buddy? And it's buddy? like years later because yeah. she has a kid already who's like, I don't know, like a teenager looking already. Yes, that's right. I, maybe a decade later or something. But the I think the thing is she needs someone to accompany her to Manhattan. That's the dead city, apparently. And yeah. Negan, this kind of bloodthirsty guy, is just the one to, to come with her. It feels like um, a video game premise. Yeah, it, sounds, it feels like a mobile game premise. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like a video game? Like a I mobile think like video game? The two of them, 
like they're shooting the zombies, right? Yeah. And then they roll over a thing that says like times two, and then there becomes four of them. Right. <laughs> and then you go to the store to download it, and right. actually the game doesn't exist. It's a different, totally different game. I hate that feeling. <laughs> Uh, where, where is that game? That game is will never be made. It's never. It can't. It's not physic physically possible. It's so annoying. Um, the I will say this: as much as I don't really follow or like Walking Dead, the premise is interesting. Oh, really? They've got you because they're on an island Hook, now, line, Manhattan. Yeah. Right. So, because I'm tired of like huge open field and a horde of zombies. And we have to keep the gate, like hold up the fence. It's, also, it's like always that. Protect it, the farm. It, it takes place in Atlanta, the old show. Yeah. So every, everyone's hot and sweaty, even the zombies. Right, yeah. So it was kind of gross on doubly. So here in Manhattan, there's like skyscrapers. You don't know who's in what. Okay. Um, it, it's like Escape from New York. Okay. You know that movie? I've never seen it. You should watch it. Yeah. It's it was one of those old uh, Snake Plissken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware, but never seen it. Uh, it's, I don't know if I'm, I'm not, okay, I'm not going to watch <laughs> it, but I, uh, I want to know what happens, <laughs> but I'm not going to spend time watching it. You're going to task me to watch it, give me homework to watch it. Let me ask, if I, if a season goes by or yeah. a whole season and the reviews are great, would you just stop and pick it up from the show? Because you know enough about what's going on. I mean, I, I know there's zombies. I, are there? I feel like I watched the whole trailer. I'm not a hundred percent sure I saw a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the zombies now are like there was one that was mutated. It was like three zombies fused together. Yeah, which it was like a T one thousand melting. Cool, but also like we're gay, we're jumping the shark here. We're going left for dead. Seriously, video game. You're right. Style. Yeah. Right. Who did zombies better? Is it like Walking Dead? Is it um, Last you're, of Us? You're talking movies. Yeah. Uh, World War Z. That's not an option. All right. Those are like they climb together and build like a bridge. They're basically mobs, right? It's uh, like a wave. Like a, I am legend i'm legend I was, are they vampires i mean are they yeah are they vampires or are they zombies what i think they're they? more vampires because they can't go in the sunlight right yeah but they do infect each other right so maybe they are zombies i don't know i don't know because they all look the same for some reason too yeah they go bald yeah and so they do look like draculas Right. So um, I'd say that's scarier. Oh yeah, they're also super fast and smart. I think. Yeah. Compared to the zombies here, I I think I think the the clickers in Left uh, Last of Us are pretty like the sound gets you. Sure. I, I putting you in the space of playing the video game. It's pretty scary. Yeah. When you see so many of them, like in this, uh-huh. in The Walking Dead, it's kind of too many of them at this point. Who cares? It's just kind of like a living. It's like getting the flu now. It just it's just. Something you are a seasonal thing like allergies. <laughs> the Dead City, I think there's other spin offs too. Like, there's one with um Daryl. All right, yeah, Daryl City, Daryl <laughs> Walking Dead, Daryl City. <laughs> Last time on Daryl City, and then isn't there like, um, what's the guy's main guy's name? Rick Grimes, Rick Grimes, he's getting like a movie, right? Yeah, with Michonne. Is that true? Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess Michonne should be in it, but I'm, I'm, uh, I kind of want to see that one if it's just a movie yeah. right if I, it's not gonna be it's like all these shows they kind of go longer than they yeah. should so a movie About like eight times too long with a with a two hour runtime i can sign up for that i don't even know if i could do that yeah <laughs> Because like the, the, almost the entire cast is different from what I remember. I see. What we'll do is we'll do a watch party. I'll sit right next no, to you. I'll no. explain every single thing. You, you that really will? It. I'll no. do that if you can. No, I, I can't, I think. I know. Um, yeah, but this is coming out. I don't... I mean, if you like Walking Dead... It's comic books. So we had to talk great. about it. Yeah. I'm just surprised that it's still happening. Yeah. This thing won't die. It keeps walking. I, I, I'm waiting for our spin-off. Walking Dead Reader Cup. <laughs> 
there's a last thing I want to talk about. Um, in the movies, there's like the shared universe thing. Yeah. That's, um, say what you will, Marvel is the king of that. Um, I think like uh, Fast and Furious is trying to do it. Shared universe. Oh yeah, yeah. they're making spinoffs. Uh, John Wick's trying to do it. They are. Yeah. Yeah. DC is trying to redo it. Again, round two. I think um, Valiant initially wanted to do it when they started with Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. Yeah, right. But that movie didn't do so well. Never seen it. Maybe it's amazing. No, it's not. Uh, So I don't think movies is their thing, but maybe video games could be their thing. Imagine a shared universe in video games. Wow. Is that possible? Uh, Why not? Yeah. I think um, I think it could be done, and they're starting off. Did you know they had video games in the past? Um, no, actually, I did not. They had uh, a bunch of Shadow Man video games. They, so they is, had a bunch of them. Uh, I think there was two. Okay, and then there's also. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know the character Exo Manowar? Yeah, I, remember, I know from the comics. He had a, a joint video game. What? With Iron Man. Well, was it like a crossover type thing? Or was yeah. it just like a bundle? You have one no, or two games? No, I, I think it? it was just like a crossover. But it's like neither publisher was like, we can't do a video game on ourselves. So let's just put our two best characters together. How the heck does that even work? I mean, I, I, I know. also I know their storylines. Like they, do, it's not a perfect fit. Well, they're both in like suits. Mech, mech suits, sure. That's true. Yeah. But that that did okay. Because at the time, uh, Valiant was owned by the game publisher Acclaim. Right. But they don't own them anymore. Uh, so the Valiant is now teaming up with a developer, I think, um, Blowfish Studios, to put out a new Shadow Man video game. But this Shadow Man is not the Shadow Man of the previous video games, because that's an older iteration of Valiant, long story. Yeah. But Valiant rebooted in the later 2000s, and there's like a new Shadow Man, and that's the Shadow Man we're getting in this video game. That is Jack Boniface. And he, um, so this, this is a Shadow Man that looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dang cool. He's got like, it's kind of like Sting face paint. Right. But it's not face paint. He just looks like that when he turns on his powers, which is pretty we, dope. We did this book for the show we did yeah yeah i thought so it's pretty fun it takes place in the what new orleans in new orleans yeah, yeah. louisiana i think it has to do with voodoo right yeah voodoo mama <laughs> <laughs> um so i i like that idea yeah i like the setting uh the trailer is only a teaser trailer for it so like it's literally like one of those oh you see things on a desk and you see all these uh, accoutrements yeah and then all of a sudden it just like fades and says shadow man yeah with a signature like scythe on the table that's like signature weapon of choice I think Um, the previous games leaned a little bit on like a horror style video game oh okay but this one they say is gonna be more action RPG style video game like uh, kind of like most superhero video games you're thinking I'm thinking um, imagine shadow man in like a tomb raider style video game okay okay I okay. can see that. That okay, because I, I was in my head just the premise. I was like thinking, is it going to be like a Resident Evil type thing instead of guns? He's got a scythe type of thing and magic or something. Being he's being chased down by these monsters. I don't want a, an Avenger style game. That does not work. Yeah. Well, that that seemed like taking on too much than it needed to. Yeah. And also, this is not. This doesn't have uh, Marvel money. I don't. I don't know how much how good of a game this can. How much money they're throwing at this? But I'm I'm kind of excited just to see what they can play around with it though. I I want just like a straight linear good story action game like a Tomb Raider like an Uncharted or something like that yeah so the name of the game is Shadow Man Dark Legacy so I think they are going to play with like the character's legacy because I remember the comics his dad was Shadow Man yeah right the original Mm -hmm. I think it's pronounced Dark (laughs) Hue excuse me because it's (laughs) D-A-R-Q-U-E my bad (laughs) 
So this is going to be for Shaban uh, a legacy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like my in my head, even though there's no inclination of this yet, is that this could be a start of a shared video game universe where we'll we'll get another Exo Man of War video game that is like a, you know an action game like a space yeah thing, and then we'll get like a a Bloodshot okay where that is like a military shoot 'em up game. And then um, give them a reason to combine. And then there is like a team game later on. A ninja, uh, ninja Gaiden type game. Sure, yeah. Something like that. There's like a Archer and Armstrong uh, Ratchet and Clank style game. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm on board with this. I like this so far. Uh, that's the way to do it, right? Do it one by one. Kind of the same approach you should have did with movies, right? Yeah. Like Avengers, the video game was just kind of a bunch of characters at once, but here, do it, do it one by one. That's actually the way to do it. I think it'd be a good idea. Um, shared video game universe has not been done to that scale. True. I mean, I don't know if you count like Smash Brothers, but that's yeah, that's just putting characters together. It's yeah. not really a shared universe. I don't, I don't know even know if there's really lore to that. This is more just like actually yeah. starting from the the story. I want I want there to be a good story. This, yeah, they, and Shadow Man has a good story. I, I think it could be pretty good. Let me. Have you played the other uh, Acclaim old game no. from the like N sixty four era? No, this is the time in like what, like ninety six maybe. Yeah, where it's like PlayStation one, where we went the leap from two D games to three D games that are not good yet. Right, very polygon three D games. I'm talking like Tomb Raider one, right? Pyramid chess. Yes, right. So like, it's like we we have to do this phase. We can't get to good three D games. Even though our 2D games look better, we have to start doing 3D games, even though their resolution is super low and they're all, everyone, everyone is, has a point. <laughs> <laughs> you say that now, but in the time you're like, unbelievable, you're 3D, right? Like that's, yeah. that was the reaction. At the time I'm like, this looks like reality. Right. It's, it's <laughs> pointing at me. It's, there's, there's three dimensions now. <laughs> So, um, yeah, those are the style games. I didn't play the Shadow Man games. Okay. It was just like Lost in Obscurity. Also, okay. they're horror games. Like, I, I'm not into that. Right. Oh, man. Don't get me started with horror games. It's like you're, you're living the character. I don't want to be that scared. Right. Yeah. If this new one is a horror game, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of cool if you see him like flying around, running around. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. Um, I, I want to see more about it. I hope that we get to see more. Uh, than just a teaser, probably like a full trailer soon. Yeah, make my way down to the bayou. Well, that is it for the comic book news. Um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast so you get this news every week. Um, just search us in your podcast app or in Spotify and follow us. Yeah, we did you a favor of informing you on all the comic book news. Maybe do us a favor and give us a follow on all of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right, uh, it's time for the segment where we talk about a comic book, and this week it is The Runaways. We got another one of uh, the comics I read back in the day that I kind of forgot about, but I just recall it. I thought it was a perfect time to do it for us today. It is Runaways from Marvel, um, and this was actually under their uh, imprint called Tsunami. And you're going to love this. This was their imprint to rope in manga fans into the American comic universe. Is so, this... I don't get a manga vibe from this comic. I think they were seeing like what manga readers like. I, I don't know, teenagers. That's what kind of what this thing is revolving around. So 
I think it it's maybe they got a, a manga artist to rope into this. I don't know. I do always think like comic book creators never know what teenagers want. Yeah. Well, it's always like this is like so you're like talking down to them. I think so. Yeah. yeah. This I think. I think our writer today, Brian K. Vaughn, did a yeah. good job at at least making these characters entertaining. I think sure. Brian K. Vaughn always does that. Uh, what, you think they're, they're pretty accurate to the teenager tone? Um, I think teenagers could be worse than this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh, but Brian K. Vaughn, I think he's an Amer- amazing uh, writer for, for like Saga, one of my right. favorite comics of all time. Yep. Why the Last Man, I really enjoyed that too. So I think he just always injects his characters with fun personality, and that's why I always enjoy it for for that. Our artist today, his name is uh, Adrian Alfana. Um, I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but he worked on uh, Miss Marvel when it first came out. So mm. uh, I, I think this was made like ten years before that. So I think there is an improvement, and I see the kind of difference in quality. I, I think uh, that might just be me, but I think. Uh, I, I enjoy his Miss Marvel work a bit more, but still a f- fun read here. Is that um, the newer Miss Marvel? The right, yeah, with uh, Kamala, Kamala Khan. Khan. Oh, okay, mm-hmm, that one. Um, so Runaways, it's an interesting story. Just kind of the premise; it revolves around teenagers, but it's not a typical like superhero teenager thing. Like maybe it has some Teen Titans vibes in it with a group of teenagers sure. in it. But uh, the go the story. As we'll see, it kind of gets to that in a different uh, way. Right? Yeah, I do like the story, like how it becomes uh, the Runaways is a, is a good story. It's pretty fun, right? Like how the team forms. Um, and it was actually also a TV show on right. Hulu uh, a little while back. I actually think I didn't like the show that much. I think it was on Freeform also. Freeform? Yeah, I mean, yeah so Freeform maybe that's TV. why you didn't like it. <laughs> I, I, I Maybe it's the casting because... I think it was like... Some uh, had some good uh, critical acclaim to it, but yeah. it wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for me. I don't. <laughs> I think because I like the comic so much that I again like held it to a higher standard. Maybe. Oh, that's probably why. Uh, but yeah, uh, we see now the Avengers, and right. they are on the lawn of the White House, and they're they're saving the day from the evil Hulk. Right? They're fighting a team member. Yeah, I guess the, the Hulk is on a rampage here. Captain America is holding up a shield. Spider Man is beat up, and Daredevil's tending to him. And then out of nowhere comes in Invisible Woman, and she's wearing the skimpiest outfit that she's... <laughs> she never wears this costume. Well, back in the day, she she kind of did. Uh, she's like, the, 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 the V is very deep. <laughs> um, and out of nowhere, Captain America says like, pause, stop this. You're totally out of character right now, Invisible Woman. <laughs> and then Invisible Woman says like, what are you talking about? My cousin saw... Sue Storm, the, like the other week, and she dresses this skimpy, I'm telling you. <laughs> Turns out these are not the real Avengers, and they are characters being played on like an online Avengers game. Video game, yes. And we see who's playing them. It's this teenager, this black teenager called Alex Wilder. He's got kind of like frizzy hair, and he's got glasses that he wears all the time. You get the vibe that he's kind of a nerd, right? He's just he's playing video games. This is where he I meets his nerd, friends. He's playing video games on a PC. Oh, yes, that's right. right. <laughs> nerd time. Nerd alert. Uh, 
and his parents barge into the room was like what is this pornography look at what she's wearing what are you playing here and he's like no mom it's an mmorpg and then the dad's like i'm paying for this uh this <laughs> i pay for this monthly this kind of a service and he's like i don't think it really matters we live in malibu and we get the the rich they're they're bloody rich right it's like um fresh prince of bel-air yeah yeah totally <laughs> that vibe and uh the dad's like quit with that game already I'm like I'm, I'm doing this as a as a me parenting you right do you Stop, get out of your room, do something else. Now you can tell he's like very like techy, like um, totally doesn't have a lot of friends. Sure. So that's why his dad's encouraging him like, come on, you need to get out. Also, we're throwing a party later. Mm-hmm. So you need to socialize more. The party we're throwing is going to be with our, our friends who are just, they're all couples that are the parents' age and then they're going to bring their kids along. Right. And they're going to be holding a get together to prepare for the charity that they organize together. Right. It's all their like rich friends, right? It's- exactly. The, the 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 rich crew there. So the kids are not necessarily like friends. They're just forced to hang out with each other because all their parents are friends. Yeah, Alex, like I don't want to see those creepy kids again. I see them every time, like once a year. Pretty annoying. And we see like a little like montage of the yeah. the kids and how they interact with their parents. The first one, her name is Gertrude. She's got like pink hair, and she's like, I don't I don't want to go to the the party. I don't want to go. You, I mean, you guys do this for charity. I I couldn't even go to the social the uh, socialist club at school. <laughs> you can tell her parents like each family set is like a different vibe. style, different vibe. Even though they're all part of the same like uh, charity thing. Yeah. Uh, but Gertrude's parents, it's almost like they're uh, historians. They have a lot of ancient artifacts in their house. Gertrude, her vibe is like she's like woke before woke. Sure, was a word. Right. Which, that's the vibe that you get from her. The next character, uh, Carolina, she's like kind of like a vegan, tall, blonde, right? And like a goody two shoes. Her parents love her, right? Right. And her parents are like the LA Calabasas vegan types too. Right. right. And she's like the model um, daughter, yeah. good grades, popular in school. Exactly. And then our next character, his name is Chase. Chase Stein and the first panel we see of him he's getting punched by his dad it's weird it's like a flip on the regular cliche yeah because uh, he's working out right he's like a jock teen but his dad is mad at him for wasting his time because his dad is like a nerd yeah he's he's going suspenders (laughs) right he's like stop wasting your time working out you should be hitting the books study up yeah (laughs) it's just like the reverse but again like he's a jock he's like he took the punch like honestly like okay whatever dad like he didn't even care because he's such a jock right yeah a punch is nothing uh we see the next character this is hannah she's the youngest of all the kids she's like maybe like 10 years old and she's really kind of just sweet innocent kid and she just like she's like too young for for all the other kids right right she's like kind of like pushed aside all the time all the time she all the kids are like teenagers maybe she's like a preteen right exactly and then the last kid we meet is uh nico but we don't really see her in this panel yet she is looking around in her room uh, looking for some black nail polish because she we get the vibe that she's like an alternative or maybe a goth girl, right? And I, I think it like it's like almost like 
just happened this summer kind right. of thing. Like she used to be probably like a book smart kind of girl. And then something happened where she changed. And now she shows up to the party wearing like all black. Like Alex is even surprised to see her like that. At the party, she's like, he's like, whoa, what, what <laughs> went down here? Like he's, he's like Googling her right right now as uh, she's like, okay, I'm digging this vibe, Nico. <laughs> as all the, the, the parents and kids arrive at the party and all the kids, they kind of like awkwardly say hi to each other. It's like friends you haven't seen in a while, but again, their parents are friends. They're not really friends. Right. And it's they, very um, like breakfast club. Exactly. Right. They're just forced to be together as the parents go to another room saying like, okay, kids, you play in the playroom. We're going to handle business in the, in the other study. Uh, this is Alex's house. Right? Yeah. You could tell he's like really into video games because their playroom is full of like old school arcades. Rich people, right? right. <laughs> the whole room. And the kids are like, uh, this is pretty boring, yawn, nothing to do here. And then Alex gets the genius idea of like, well, I have an idea. We could spy on our parents, see what they're doing. This house, you could tell it's a rich person's house. Because it has secret, like, hallways. <laughs> yeah. He explains it like his dad built these in there because he's, like, a paranoid about security. Um, but they're going to sneak in there and find a way to sneak uh, spy on the parents. The parents are in, like, it looks like a different place because it looks like an old school, like, labyrinth-style library. It could be in Hogwarts, this room. Right. Yeah. It has, like, pillars and books on display and they're seated at like a round table. What we see now though, um, so the, the kids are peering in on them on a two-way mirror, right? Right. But what they see is their parents dressed up in different costumes. Like Nico's parents are like dressed as warlocks and some of them look like ninjas. Other ones are wearing like cybernetic attachment, like steampunky style. Right. Um, and they're like, what, what is it? Why are they in costume? Is this some like eyes wide shut type of deal going on? That's what on? it feels like. Yeah. Their, um, their group is called the pride. The pride. Right. Yeah. And they all, quickly can tell like, this is not like a charity group. No. At first they're like, oh, our parents are superheroes, right? They're, yeah. they're in costume. They, uh, they do good. And this is something great. When Alex's dad, um, escorts out like a, a woman out of like from behind like bookshelves and they call her and they kind of like manhandle her. Right. They all grab her. Yeah. And they kind of like throw her down. And while like like um, some of them are like reading for like a text. Yeah. Like an old school book. And it seems like they're performing like a ritual. Something very creepy going on. Even one of them uses their powers to like control her like she's like stuck frozen. Right. And all of uh, all the kids are like, "What's going on?" Maybe take take Hannah into the other room so that she doesn't see what's going on. And then we see Alex's dad pull out a knife and just stab the woman in the gut, and she dies. When this is going on, they hear a scream from behind the mirror, of course. Right. And Nico just screamed out and, and yelled at what was going on. And the parents now think like, "Oh, someone saw us." So they rush back to check on the kids. And luckily the kids have made it back to the game room. And they're pretending like they're playing Twister. Like, oh, they didn't see anything. <laughs> they're like smiling as wide as they can. Oh, hey, sorry, you just caught us here. Right? Yeah. We're, we're just having a good time. Or we were screaming because we were playing Twister. Of course. And uh, they're, they're smiling as much as they can as um, the um, Alex's mom gets, okay, I guess they were just playing, just walks uh, away from the room while uh, Alex is saying like, maybe Gertrude, you can bring Hannah to the other room so we can explain what's going on to Carolina because she didn't really see. She lets them know like um, what happened and that their parents are not superheroes. Yeah. In fact, they're the opposite. 
uh, Chase was like, Alex's dad stabbed the girl. And then <laughs> I was like, hey, all of our parents are super villains. Just deal with it, right? And so they're like, uh, yeah, they're really super villains. Uh, they're like, are they like Dr. Doom? What's the whole situation here? How are they? Why are they doing this? They're, they're just our lame parents that just tell them to do their homework, to, to eat their veggies. Right. But now they're realizing they're, they're super villains. And they have to keep the secret, right? Because if they find out, then they're going to be what, like, what? caught. You know, We don't know what they're going to do to them. Um, so they, at the end of the party, they're leaving, everyone's leaving and they're forced to carry like this big chest. And obviously we know who's in there. It's like the body of the dead girl. Uh, and they just bring it into one of their cars. But, uh, all the parents are also like smiling ear to ear. Like, yeah, hey, can you help us with this? Uh, little buddies as, uh, they try to end the day, but the teenagers all they all sneak out at night and meet up at the griffith observatory to see what's going on like to convene like what are we gonna do talk about what's going on yeah and alex his idea is like okay we have to like just tell the authorities yeah uh, but not everyone is like keen on that idea like they're still their parents they don't know how to convince they have no spoken gun to reveal like why yeah what's going maybe on. we miss saw what we thought we saw yeah uh, but then they're like, okay, where where was that trunk? Where did it go, right? It's at Gertrude's place yeah. where the parents snuck it away and put it in the, the back room. And so they kind of put it to a vote and they decide they're going to take Chase's van to f- drive over there and figure out what's going on. Alex is like, uh, you know, I can't hold a secret anymore. So he does call the police. And he talks to <laughs> he talks to Carl Winslow. Yeah, <laughs> this looks like him. And he pretty much says like, yeah, our parents are super villains. He tries to tell him everything, and the cop is like, okay, yeah, whatever, kid. Like, I'm not, he doesn't believe him at all. Okay, pal, and just hangs up. And when they get to Gertrude's place, and again, they're all rich. Like this, this place, this pad, it looks like old school mansion type of right. thing. Annoying. <laughs> they sneak into the basement and Gertrude's place has all of this like ancient artifacts throughout the room. And uh, they're, they're kind of going on a, a scavenger hunt looking for where the trunk is. When Carolina finds a numpad to unlock something and they see there's numbers and letters on each of the buttons and they're trying to figure out, oh, the letters spell out the number, the, the word pride. Right. Alex figures this out because Alex is almost like a very good at strategy yeah. and like logic. I think that's why he's good at video games. True. So he's like, he figured out exactly what the password was. And this like trap door opens from behind the wall. And so they maybe they can find the girl, right? She's right. behind there. When out of nowhere, a velociraptor <laughs> escapes from the, the trap door. Uh, and it's it's a dinosaur in the middle of the room right now. <laughs> it just breaks out. <laughs> it's cool. It's got like a, like a nose ring, like a big it's nose ring. It's a cool ring. dinosaur. It is a cool velociraptor. Yeah. Right? It's not like a regular run-of-the-mill dinosaur. Yeah. Pretty dang cool. This dinosaur listens to like punk music. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got, it's pretty slick, right? Uh, it probably skateboards. Right. It was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it was a Jurassic Punk. Yeah. As uh, they're like, okay, how the heck do we... It, it, it attacks Chase right away because Chase hits it across the head with a, with a lamp. He, he he thinks it's fake. He's like, this yeah. is uh, like a, a hologram. CG. Right. And he hits it. He's like, oh, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, the Velociraptor jumps onto Chase. Chase just falls to the ground. And he's like praying our father right now because he's so scared. 
Gertrude tells the dinosaur to stop. Yeah. Right? And it stops. It, for some reason, the Velociraptor is paying attention to Gertrude's command and is like following its directions. Right. And then all of a sudden, um, Gertrude's parents appear. Yeah. And then uh, they get scared. But it turns out the parents are holograms. Yes. <laughs> and even Chase is like, okay, so the dinosaur is real, but the parents are holograms. <laughs> the parents are there. They're like saying a message like, okay. Uh, if you're hearing this message now, Gertrude, that means we've passed and you've found the Velociraptor. <laughs> the, the the Raptor is... So the truth is that we are time travelers. Right. And we commissioned for this Raptor to be made in the future. And he follows all of your commands. Because this is like a safety thing. Like if they die, yeah, this Raptor is going to protect you. Okay. It listens to you. It's genetically modified to listen to your commands even though like they haven't died she just happens to find it first exactly so it's like you must be 18 by now when really she's 15 right right they're expecting uh her to find this way later and if you might have questions you can find that in the text that we have hidden away and it's like basically like like a like a super villain bible right. with that that explains the whole process of the pride like the what whole their mission is exactly but it's weird when they open it it's in like secret code language yeah and uh, you can you can decipher that from the decodering that carolina has that her parents gave her but of course they didn't because they found that they're super villains early on right this is supposed to be given to them when she's 18 yeah she's only 15 so None of the stuff they have is like ready yet. Nothing makes sense. Uh, they're not ready for the kids to find this out. And uh, also, there's a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, they're back to square one because they never found the woman. Right? They can't right. tell the authorities of what's going on. And so they hop back into the car and they're going to go on to the next place to figure out what's going on. And the next place is Carolina's place, right? Her, right. her vegan parents. Um, they go there and they're searching through like all the paperwork they have in this house. Uh, I think I like this house. Oh, really? It's like a modern house. Like it has like cool artwork, but it also has like like a stairway. Like, you know those things where there's like a room where you could look down onto the living room? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like a balcony inside. Open concept living room. Right. Yeah. That That is like a rich symbol, upper class type of thing. <laughs> indoor balconies? Yeah. In, that's it. That's an indoor balcony. I've, I've got, this is pretty pretentious. I'm not sure about this house. <laughs> And um, they're looking around and another scavenger hunt. They're looking for clues. What's going on? And Carolina, she's the one that doesn't believe it, that her, their parents are evil. She's like, I know my parents. They're kind of goody two-shoes like to the nth degree. I, right. I don't believe it at all. Right. Remember, she's like the model daughter, right? Exactly. Um, when Chase, the jock, he's looking through the paperwork and he, he's like, I hit the jackpot. He's found it. Right. And it's like the will of her parents. And it kind of, again, explains of what's going on with the whole pride work here. Um, along with all the wills and the documents, there's one paper that is just a symbol. Yeah. And it's like that, um, what is it, the medical symbol? It's like the snake and the wings. I never understood that, but it's like this, the snakes that spin around each other. Right. And then they're wrapping around this thing that has Staff. like wings. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says like, there's like a Ghostbusters circle X over that. What? It's just a, it's just a drawing. Right. right. And then Carolina figures out, oh, they must be talking about the bracelet that she wears, like a med alert bracelet that's supposed to tell the, let's say, there's a paramedic that she's allergic to penicillin. Right. right. So she's worn this her whole life. Her whole life. 
And they're like, okay, so they're, they're saying like, take off the bracelet, see what's going on. But she's like, I have to wear this. This is, this is required. This is what my parents told me to do. Yeah. And she gets like in such a fury about this that she can't put it in her mind that the parents are evil. She like breaks it off in, in such an anger. She's like, fine, I'll do it. I'll show you guys you're all wrong. And when she takes it off, she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she is glowing. She's like a bright different colors, like the rainbow, right? And then she's like, like fumes flowing off of her. She's blowing, like she's like pure light right now as uh, she looks almost like angelic in a way. Right. And then she's like floating and she's terrified. She doesn't know what's going on. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. She, she can fly now. She, and then they, they remember back at what was going on when the pride were talking to our parents that like they take care of the off world enemies, meaning right. the kids are like, you must be alien. <laughs> she's like a daughter of like aliens. Yeah. And she can't believe she's an alien, but she can fly now and she's enjoying this as she's like can soar through the air. Speaking of not believing, remember that Carl Winslow cop guy? Yeah. <laughs> he goes to his like chief or whatever. And he's like, uh, you won't believe this. Some kid called saying that all their parents are super villains and they killed a girl and they're like part of this like cult or whatever. Yeah. He's sending it like joking like you, it's stupid. Some stupid kid, idiot teenager. And then uh, the the chief is like, all right, uh, good job. It's a funny story. You can just clock out for the day. Right. I'll, I'll take care of it, whatever comes up. And then uh, when he's gone, he gets on the phone and calls up Alex's dad. The chief is answering to Alex's dad and says like, okay, master, uh, apparently someone has revealed your secret. So the, the ch- police chief is underneath Alex's boss, right. Alex's dad, who is, is like a gang leader, I think. Right. He's like, he has his own like mafia. Yeah. And also he's connected to the pride. So like the pride, that group of parents, like they're, they control the police. They control probably every, every aspect of right. life right now. And he's warned them like, your kids know. And then the next shot's pretty scary because we see Alex's dad walk into his bedroom carrying a knife right the same knife that he used to stab the woman and it looks like he's about to kill alex when uh he removes the the sheets that because it looks like he's like sleeping in his bed right and he removes the sheets and it's actually just a mannequin in there right ferris bueller exactly <laughs> and uh the mom's like were you really gonna kill our son right now <laughs> he's like no i was just gonna say like that ritual we saw earlier was an illusion right yeah. lie to our kid basically right it's the very um luke skywalker ben solo remember that in, uh, oh really remember in um oh was, yes um, rise of skywalker uh, he yeah. was gonna kill his own nephew basically <laughs> very dark i don't know where but no so they come to realize that his kid is gone ox is gone so then maybe the pride's kids all of their kids are gone from from their home snuck out at night right they know um meanwhile so like the girl right she's like glowing still yeah and it's almost like she won't stop flying. She's enjoying herself. Like, like, I can fly. I have powers. She feels bubbly about it, really. So Alex is like, okay, you got to come down. We have to still figure this out. So he makes her like put on the bracelet back on so that I guess when she's wearing that, her powers are like under control. Yeah, negated. Yeah. Yeah. They're like uh, inhibitors or something. Sure. As uh, Alex is like, okay, um, we let's think this through right now. But Chase, the jock that he's like, can we go to my house maybe see what kind of cool things my parents right. have? Yeah. If all your parents have cool things, like my parents probably have even cooler stuff. Uh, Alex is like, do you really want to go Christmas shopping right now? We have to do something about this. But Chase is like, well, we still need some evidence. 
since we really don't have it yet. Yeah. So they go to his place, right? And I guess they have like a guest house in the back or something. Like a shed. So they go there. He breaks the lock with a shovel to get in. It looks like a shed, right? Like a cheap old shed. But the inside looks like a, like a lab. <laughs> A laboratory. Like a high-tech lab. And we see there's all these like experiments all over. Chase picks up some some goggles. He puts them on. And he can, it's like 3D goggles. You can see the, the girls like naked. X-ray vision. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, out of nowhere, uh, Carolina and Nico's parents barge in to the room. And they're like, we caught you red-handed. You snuck out of bed and... Uh, we caught you here. And um, Chase puts on these like gauntlets. They look like it's from Ratchet and Clank. Something his dad made. He's like, what are these, right? He like puts them on. And the parents see that he's wearing those. And I think they know what those are. There's like weapons. Yeah. So they use, like he has a watch, one of the parents, that shoots like a blast and knocks Chase like to the wall. And then Alex rips off Carolina's bracelet and activates her powers. And then the parents realize, oh, they they, they know more than they, they thought. Right, like they have, they know what's going on. Right, and no Carolina, reason to hide now. Carolina activates her powers, and um, Nico's parents react to that too. They act, they they get into their warlock draw, uh, clothes, and then they kind of like subdue her, putting in a, like a whirlpool. And then um, they Nico yeah. confronts her parents, like, "What are you guys doing? What are you wearing?" <laughs> I'm supposed to be the goth one, not you guys. Exactly. And this is crazy because the parents, it's almost like all these parents had their kids just to look normal because yeah. they'll kill their kids I guess to get so. away with whatever they're doing. Because Nico's mom stabs her in the chest with like her like magical staff. Yes. The strange thing is Nico isn't really hurt from it. She kind of, the, sta- the staff goes through her and it like she absorbs it right. into her body. It goes into her. And even the even her parents are surprised like what is what is this right and she now hits her mom you're like she thinks her mom is maybe like under a spell or something yeah so she hits her to like snap out of it but really like knocks out her mom <laughs> and so now it's like all a fight between the parents and kids and uh right before they're gonna activate some of their experiments the velociraptor comes back <laughs> and attacks the parents <laughs> and Gertrude's like oh nice <laughs> you followed me and and then um, that uh, startles Nico's parents, and then the the whirlpool that was stopping Carolina just gets subdued, and then she can turn her powers back on. The Velociraptor is just like eating one of the dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Uh, and then uh, they can't believe this again. They they stop their parents this time, and then they just j- hop back into Chase's car. It looks like Chase got knocked out in this whole thing, right? Um, and they're just in the back of the car trying to talk about what's going on. And he wakes up, he comes to, and he sees he's still wearing those like metal gloves that he put on, right? Kind of cool. Um, they realize that like our parents. We can't trust any of them. They're willing to kill us over this. Yes. So they're like, okay, well, we got to figure out what's our next plan. Um, as they're making their way through in the, the van, we now see some more parents and they're like circling around Hannah. She wasn't with them the whole time. She's just in her bed. The little kid that was like 10 years old. Right. And the parents are looking very sinister at her right now. It's like, okay, we're going to use her as bait to get the rest of the kids. Jeez. And uh, that's where we're going to end the story. And it's kind of a drastic. The, the 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 lengths that they'll go through to stop their kids but i think at the same time they're doing this all for their kids that's what it sounds like from the parents point of view it's very strange they're i mean this is a really cool way to introduce these these new brand new characters right yeah 
um, these kids form like a superhero team because they're forced to. Um, the Runaways. It's also a good, cool name because yeah. they have to run away from their parents. Exactly. And uh, really shocking that the parents would go to these lengths against their own their own children. I think it was kind of interesting that they had characters that were not roped into the whole outer Marvel universe. Right. They. At the, at the time, I thought, like, why didn't they use real, like, Marvel things? Like, sure. But I think uh, uh, they had a good reason for that as it comes out later on in the story. I read, like, yeah. uh, past this run. Like, there's even, like, other uh, right. runs that I enjoy. Like, people don't like the Joss Whedon run of Runaways. Okay. It kind of veers off in different directions. But I enjoyed it still. And then there's, like, some recent issues of Runaways, too, that are yeah. kind of for the, for the modern take. A lot of people speak highly of this um, this first volume. Yeah. Because like, there's, like, surprises and twists and cliffhangers. and There is. Um, it gets really good. I think the show sticks pretty true to the comic, too, like, when those things happen. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to watch the show now. You can give that a try. I, I, I was not... 100% sold on the cast because I was like I know these characters front to back now oh, after okay. reading so much Yeah, but yeah the Alex character is really cool how logical he is and then Nico I think was the standout yeah. eventually and she can, like she jumps off into other properties Yeah, I think I think like the Doctor Strange world of Marvel yeah I think she becomes pretty popular yeah as a magic I think she's even in the Midnight Suns video game is she? I oh dang so. okay yeah so Maybe that might be a character you're not familiar with in the Marvel Universe if you've never expanded. But this this was a pretty a standout. I'd say I don't know anything else from the Tsunami line of comics. Yeah. I think there was like a Mystique book back in the day, but this is it. Um, in the digital version we're reading, there's like variant covers. Yeah. Those look pretty manga. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They do look pretty dang manga. Uh, maybe they look almost like art germ style. Yeah. Kind of similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the digital art. Right. But yeah, that was Runaways. Uh, you enjoyed it, right? That was pretty, pretty I did like it. And I say like, if you have ever wanted to read this, definitely go past what we've talked about today. Cause there's, it gets way better. It does. It does. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into side stories. Um, I don't really have much to talk about. Kind of like a lazy week. Sure. I have been watching two Netflix shows that are reality shows that I really watch to see people fail. All right. That's your favorite pastime. It's just uh, better than watching people win. I expect <laughs> of course, someone's going to win. All right. But multiple people can fail. <laughs> okay. More enjoyment, right? By the uh, numbers. One is um, the Great British Bake Show, but the junior version, like okay. the kids version. <laughs> you, you love seeing kids fail. I mean, in baking, it's fine. They're not gonna, it's not gonna like ruin their lives to fail at a show, a baking show. They're gonna grow up to be successful. You think when he, but right they, now, they're failing. When they go to a big baking shop and they want to yeah. get it, they're applying for a job, they can show their, their failures on Netflix and like, you'll never work in this town again. I mean, they're like 10 years old. <laughs> they have time to get better. Sure. And honestly, if they're baking at 10, they're already ahead of the game. True. I didn't bake until I was 11. <laughs> but they, Boy, oh boy, there's they're failing. Yeah, oh wait, they okay. There's some of the stuff that's like, I it doesn't even look edible. I bet some of it's not, and they just were nice. Um, it, it's usually making a cake. 
but then they decorate it and then the decorations just like mess everything up. Yeah. I mean, most kids are not good at arts and crafts. So that's half of it. I, honestly, it's like um, they're trying to spread, like one kid was trying to spread icing, but the icing was cold. So it was just rip, like ripping up the cake, right? Right. And he's like, oh, what do I do? And he just kept doing it. <laughs> it's just like made it worse and worse. Like if you see that it's messing up, change course. Sure. Yeah. Think of the problem and solve that problem. You should know this by, from your years of baking right now, being, yeah, in You're the industry. You're on TV, kid. This, this is the moment. <laughs> this is going to make or break your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, but, um, no, I mean, they're not professionals. So Never of course, see oven again. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, like, a kid that, like, was, like, because their, their station is so cluttered, right? Oh, yeah. Because they're not good at organization. So he was like decorating his cake like on the ground. On the ground? Like he put it on a plate or something like a platter, but his his station, there's no more service area. Yeah. So he's like doing stuff like on the ground. So it it wasn't like the cake was on the ground. Still. But still. Yeah. Like right next to his foot. Like yeah, it, he was squatting down doing stuff on the cake, like spreading icing and oh stuff. Oh my god. Did I wonder if the judges saw that and tasted it still. Or like, oh I mean it's it, it's not on the ground. Sure. So it's probably fine. Yeah. I would say if an adult did that, they would get a demerit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And then, um, like, they forget ingredients sometimes. Okay, well, I've actually done that before. Yeah. I forgot to put eggs in my brownies, like in the Betty Crocker Easy Recipe brownies. Yep. And they came out, it came out like a gigantic brick. I love watching that. Shut up. <laughs> So that's one show. Um, obviously, they're not experienced. They're not professional. Most of the products they make are not going to look great. Sure. Yeah. Right? And of course, they want it to look great. So that's why it's a failure. <laughs> okay. You're giving, okay. Explaining the whole process. Yeah. I'm why. saying like if they, they're the ones putting their like goals so high. Okay. Think small time. I'm just saying like, just be happy with what you did. You're a kid. Enjoy. You made a cake. Good job. You, that's pretty good. Let me have, have any of them looked very bad? And yeah, then they said them. it tasted great. <laughs> like the judges said tasted I mean, the great. judges are trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. So they're just like, um, oh, I like this about it. But do it but, in an English accent like they do on the show. Okay. They're like, um, <clears throat> so pretend you're the kid, right? Present a cake to me. Oh, hi. I'm... Uh, Aiden, here is my cake. This is garbage. <laughs> that's how, if I was that, that's how I would do it. Right. You, not, not you, but you, that's what the judges say. No, the judges are like, oh, um, I like, um, the, the colors. <laughs> <laughs> the colors. And it says the colors spelled with a U. Right. British, right. Of course. Um, uh, biscuits <laughs> are cookies here. <laughs> When you say pants, that means underwear. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not like putting these kids down because it's already an accomplishment that they're on the show. They have room to grow. Yeah, they have yeah. years to grow. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people have seen the the American one, where like there's a girl that's trying to like build like an arch thing on her cake, and it's like countdown, and then she lets go and times up, and then it falls, and she just starts crying. Yeah, that's the best one. Okay, come on, <laughs> dude. If I'm on TV, yeah, and I'm an American, and I'm making a cake, I make this archway. I think I might cry if it falls off right when she's. I'm not lying. I'm my heart. I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve when I bake this cake. I might cry. The, the myself, me. The, the lesson. Man. The lesson here, yeah, is um, managing pressure. 
Sure. And to understand that most of the time, the pressure you're feeling is internal mm. and you're putting that on yourself. I'm talking about like career, your goals in life. Most of the t- don't don't care about what people say. Okay. Because you're internalizing that, sure. right? So if you set your goals to what you think you can do, okay, and then you surpass that, all the better. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, great. Sure. Don't focus on the negative. That's my job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Paul Holiday? Is that the guy? <laughs> Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bake a cake. That's it. Bake a cake. <laughs> I watched that show. That's good. Um, there's another show I watched where it's, um, again, a competition show, but it's adults this time, right? So you can really crap on them. Yeah. Now I, can, I don't have to feel bad. The gloves are off. Yeah. They they, they want to be judged. Okay. <laughs> they signed up for it. It's a glass blowing show. Huh? So uh, you know how you have to blow glass? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's like a, a show where they say like, okay, you need to make a, a glass art piece that is this themed or whatever. Okay. Competition show. Yeah. Whole, whole crew of people. The characters, this is the third season I've watched and the characters they get, I don't know if just like this is the community of glassblowers, that's how they are, but they're very like uh, eccentric. They're not like other people. They like live in Portland, <laughs> right? I guess. Yeah. Isn't that right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's already like a very hard job. I understand this is different because um, to blow glass, you're in the, it's called a glory hole. What? <laughs> the little hot box of like super hot, I don't know what's in there, coal or something there. You got to put the glass in there and melt it and then you blow it to shape it. Basically, it's like a an oven for glass blowing, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, super hot. So the, it goes in the glory hole. <laughs> okay. And then you start blowing it to right. shape it, right? Yes. And then you take it out to get, it'll get hard. It gets so, bigger the more you blow on it. Right. And you got to rub it sometimes to cool it off. Right. And then uh, you shape it if you want it to like, elongate it. Okay. Um, and then um, they, they <laughs> the some of the challenges were like, um, make like, uh, I forgot what they were like, make like uh, things that look like animals. Okay. One of them was like the seven deadly sins. Okay. And I'll say this, some of those things like- are very impressive. They look accurate. How, how, yeah, how can you mold good. glass to it? Because huh? also, like you could add color and texture to it somehow. I don't. I'm surprised that what you could actually do to glass to make it look like something else. Yeah. So, I'm very impressed at the show. Sometimes, you know, the there's a museum in Seattle, I believe, the Chihuly Museum. Yeah, that was where fun. it's all a glass um, art pieces. Those are very good. Those are amazing. That Chahuli guy, he knows how to blow <laughs> glass. It's 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 pretty fun. There's they again they use a host of different colors and it really, it really is like you see there's like sun rays passing right. through the, the the museum too and it catches it perfect. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um connecting it back to the show though, uh there are times where they fail. Yeah. Because sometimes um glass is very fragile, as we know. Is it? Uh, it'll break and sometimes they're like um, trying to remove it from the pipe that they're blowing through and when they remove it it, it kind of just shatters in different ways so that they can't save it because then there's times where like oh it kind of I need to reheat it so I can connect it to this other piece so they might be able to do that but other times they're like oh you have to like tap it to disconnect it and they're tapping and sometimes it's too hard and it, it shatters right and it's just like it's a loss sometimes so you just have to yeah. pick up the pieces from there right and sometimes it happens like uh, glass blowers, you have five minutes left, and then something breaks. Okay, <laughs> hands are... off the the cake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, I, I am impressed about how glass blowing's done. Uh, I couldn't even just be in that room because um, yeah. it has to get really hot. They're all drenched in sweat. Because it sounds like it gets really hot when you just have one of them in there. Right, and there's like 10. Right. Yeah. Imagine imagine 10 glory holes. <laughs> How hot would you be and, and in that room? Yeah. I, I, they're all sweating from it. <laughs> um, uh, I, I would want to try it once just some to see the, how it is. Some of the guys in the show are like big dudes. Like I think big right. guys could even get into that too. Yeah. Like you wouldn't like pass out whatever from it. There's no judging. Like you, anyone can do it. Yeah. But I mean like you, you could withstand the heat I think eventually. Um, Maybe. I, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one to like stay in the sun, so sure, sure. Uh, but I, I will say that that's something that is a, a style of art that uh, I'm very impressed at because it's so hard to do. It's not like painting or even sculpting. Uh, it's sculpting with like molted, like hot stuff. They have to like use like these cloths to like right. mold it while it's super hot. I've seen some people they have like the big gloves that's like you really get your hands on it but yeah. it's kind of puffy so it protects you. Right. It's so, like a baseball mitt or something. It, like what if your art you're molding also wants to hurt you, right? Because you have to exactly. be safe yeah. too, right? It's, it's molten hot. Right. I mean, again, like you said, it could shatter and cut you. It's like, hey, make a vase out of this lava. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sculpt something too. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's pretty fun to watch I've seen a couple episodes um, but I like watching from a distance I don't need to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's what I've been kind of checking out I love reality competition shows dope um, those like low stakes kind of things yeah <laughs> yeah I like it. Uh, one thing I've been watching, I took a peek on, on Amazon Prime. It was a kind of a recent movie that I was surprised to see on there, Air. You watched it already? I watched it already, yeah. Okay, I do want to watch it, but go ahead. Uh, I know you're a big sports fan. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to reveal, because you he, he know the story. He Michael Jordan writes the movie about Michael Jordan getting what? signed to Nike. Right. <laughs> He blows out his knee and Nike bet everything on they lo- they lose and they break out in obscurity. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, just this this whole thing. I it's a pretty interesting movie about uh, the the company Nike specifically. Right, we're following Matt Damon's character uh-huh. as he is he's the guy that kind of goes to colleges and recruits these basketball players to get signed to Nike. At the time, the third biggest shoe company behind right. Con. Converse and Adidas. I didn't know that before. I thought Converse was always at the bottom. I also thought that was illegal. What? Converse? To recruit college students. Is it? Now it's like to... to sponsor and pay them yeah oh not that like they would go he would go to the colleges to see who can who's moving to the nba okay right? all right it's that okay um but with i think it's it's maybe no actor's best performance but it's a lot of famous people that you just want to see on screen i think because you got matt damon he does a great job in this role and then there's uh, ben affleck who's playing phil knight who's like the ceo of nike right from, yeah. from the beginning and then there's like Chris Tucker, who's like the guy that's like the players, like buddy buddy with the company, like the liaison, I think. Uh-huh. And then you got Jason Bateman, who's the marketing guy. So you got this whole crew of, of people on the team that you're rooting for, these these actors we've seen in countless different things. So it's just it's comfortable. I think it's not none of none one of their like best performances ever, but it's still interesting, cool cool movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're really rooting for Nike at this point because. <laughs> 
are you? Yeah, because you're like Adidas and Converse are like the monsters of this thing. Like Adidas just has money to throw around, but and they're like the cool ones, right? With Run DMC at the time. Yeah. And then Converse, I think it was just like the staple. Like everyone just wore those, even right. though they're basically you're running on cardboard. Yeah, they hurt. Yeah. Have you ever played basketball in Converse before? Yes. And I got a blister on the bottom of my foot. So I don't know how. I've, obviously, everyone was not as good as Michael Jordan at the time <laughs> playing. <laughs> basketball they're having a deficit with the shoes they're using um but at the time nike was just like a running company right everyone nobody played basketball a lot people were dropped people ran right okay. and then uh they were shifting into basketball like that was a division they were looking at to kind of branch out and so they had a certain amount of money to bet on players and they would like do like three players a year. And this was when Matt Damon's character like had the breaking point, like, okay, we have to bet heavy on one guy. This was the shift, right? This is where Michael Jordan really shined and he found like the player we have to bet on heavy. And mm-hmm. I think it made them one of the biggest companies ever, right? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think this was the turning point because... They did. I mean, you see it, their office, like in the movie, it looked kind of rinky dink. Right. I'm not sure if it was just the 80s back then, but like everything's beige. <laughs> was it like that? Like back in the 80s, was everything, I thought it was like neon colors. Everything was pink and teal. I mean, not where they were. Yeah. Everything has a wood grain, even though it's not made out of wood. Because um, sometimes we think of a, a decade. Yeah. But really, the style that we're thinking of for that decade is more like five years later. So, like, really? If you think, like, oh, the stuff we were wearing in the 80s, yeah. It's really, in actuality, it's probably more like 85 to 95. Okay. Okay. The later, like that that era. So, like, there's a shift of yeah. five years later that we think, like, oh, that was the style of the 80s. It was more like later. So, like, we were probably still wearing in the early 80s stuff that you would think of for the 70s. Gotcha. Okay. It just, like, how were people excited about anything? Everything's beige. I, it was like, does anyone even care about Michael Jordan? Everything needs color. <laughs> Everything. Nike wasn't big yet. That's true. I do. I don't give a crap about basketball or uh, basketball performance shoes. I do like fashion. I do like marketing. <laughs> and so that those aspects of the movie were pretty fun. Like they're 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 inventing like cool in basketball with the with the Jordan ones. Yeah. It is pretty dang, I I don't like sh- like I'm not a sneakerhead, right? I'm not when these guys plays You don't like shoes. I, I I do like the Jordan ones. They're pretty dang cool. The classic. I'll have, uh, looking back, I didn't know the numbers back then. We weren't, we didn't have them. <laughs> I didn't know numbers. I didn't know numbers to, to the shoes. All my friends had like the expensive shoes and they're like in elementary school and they had knew the Jordan numbers and like the shoes, yeah. dude. We shot the pay less. Sure. Uh, but it, it is pretty dang cool though. I think they, the marketing geniuses at Nike at the time did like amplify it. and uh, It helped that it was Michael Jordan. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> So they, they're building, like this whole movie, it is building off the inspiration of Michael Jordan. I think they did a good job in it too, because uh-huh. they like used the myth of him kind of to amplify the whole story. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. I, I like that. My favorite scene is when like, how are we going to make this successful shoe with Michael Jordan? Yeah. And he's like, we're going to beat Ferrari at Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> that was the interesting thing about... Uh, Matt Damon, I realize, is like he's always in recent years. He's been he's always recruiting people in his movies. <laughs> in Ford vs Ferrari, he's recruiting the guy to to ride his car. Yeah, and, for, and then in this, he's recruiting Michael Jordan. They're all sports 
adjacent. In Oppenheimer, he's like recruiting scientists to work on the Manhattan Project. Right. Yeah. So I just noticed that. I don't. I don't know what his deal is, but I think he's looks for roles like that right now. I just noticed. I, I, I without movies he's made recently. Are you impressed with? Like, do you think he's a great actor? I, I'm thinking like, yeah, he is because of like movies recently. I also watched Steelwater. Stillwater. That's okay. a great movie. That's an amazing movie. What's that about? Uh, his daughter, who's like uh in college, uh, gets into prison in like France or something or Greece or something, and he's an American and he has to like like taken. Not really. <laughs> kind of. She. He has to travel there to kind of. Uh, get her out of prison, basically, in release. Is this like a Brittany Griner kind of story? Maybe. <laughs> Who's that? Oh <laughs> yeah, this shoe, this this shoe, this movie might make me want to get some Michael Jordan shoes in the near future. It is it's pretty. I cool. know you're not a sneaker because you call it Michael Jordan shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, right? <laughs> what do you mean? There's other like basketball players have shoes. Other, other people have shoes now, right? There's uh, <laughs> before other people had sponsored shoes before Michael Jordan. LeBron James shoes. You know what the Converse ones? That's a sponsored shoe. But they didn't have. Did they have their name on it? They, they were sponsored, right? It's like it's, it's like Chuck a, Taylor's. Is that who's that? <laughs> the He's a basketball player. player. Really? Yeah. No crap! Wow, I had no idea. I seriously did not know. That's something I learned right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the but the whole it, it's like they're just trying to the boo Michael Jordan to, to be at Nike and who's of course trying to work in the deal is the mother character the Viola Davis she's like the businessman of Michael Jordan right yeah. business manager or whatever so that's pretty interesting seeing her like being being a boss lady for I heard the movie. Um, when they approached Michael Jordan about making this movie yeah his only condition was that Viola Davis plays mom really yeah I mean that's that's perfect I think it works out that probably like he knows his mom best and like yeah Viola Davis would play my mom right yeah that makes like, sense it has to be someone that could be like a woman king <laughs> okay or, yeah maybe <laughs> Uh, Do you know other players that have shoes? Um, I just named them, right? Le- LeBron James. <laughs> okay, I guess. You're not um, wrong. Allen Iverson. I actually had Allen Iverson shoes before. Okay. I got them at like a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, what, what else are there? You know, Shaq. Um, oh, I know. I've had Shaq shorts before. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq. Um, I heard he was doing like a deal with, I forgot who, it was either Nike or Adidas, but um, a mom went to him and said like, I can't afford your shoes. And then he realized like, oh, she's right. So he signed a deal with Walmart. So like the shoes are like $20. Because like no one could afford your $100, $200 shoes. Right. And they're everywhere at Walmart, right? Yeah. And they're only like size 19 and up. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what's left on the floor. (laughs) Do you think he made more money that way than with selling them for so much money? Because it, 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 you've sold war- way more. I think he was at the point where like, I don't need a lot of money. I don't believe that. Do you see how many like commercials he does no. today? Yeah, that's what I'm saying for the shoes. He doesn't need to make money on the shoes. I guess. It just Do you know like how much money. it costs to make for those those kids to make? Nothing. So he's making money. Yeah, I guess. If he wants to give back to the sports they've given him so much, right? The, the basketball shoes, I suppose. I wonder if they're good. Do any NBA players use Shaq shoes in the game? I don't think so. I know. Michael Jordan. I know a story about Michael Jordan. Was, oh, yeah. Uh, he played... Because like he won all the championships with the Bulls, of course. But then he played, I think, two years with the Wizards. The Wizards? Yeah. Do you know that team? Yeah. <laughs> what what state do they play for? Solid. 
<laughs> the Washington Wizards, he played for them. And I think like one of the his teammates asked him for shoes. And he's like, you're not good enough to wear my shoes. Really? <laughs> oh, jeez. Michael Jordan was cold. He was a nice guy. Was he any friendly? No. Yeah? If you're No, he's not a nice guy. <laughs> How, how, why would they play with him then? Have you if seen they're not friendly Space and I, Jam? <laughs> actually, you know what I did watch was uh, Last Dance back then. That was a great documentary. I don't care about basketball either, but that was very yeah. uh, amazing filmmaking. Like, I really felt like, oh, yeah, I can root for this guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole story of the Bulls and all of that and Rodman and his thing, that was super interesting. They're making I, I a Rodman that. movie. I, I'm interested in that. Is he going to like eventually have too many piercings and not be able to talk to? Because that's what I see of him nowadays like too many piercings in i was mouth. a big rodman fan really yeah when i was a kid did you were you gonna do the uh leopard print hair dye i couldn't pull that off no what about okay what about just the red he had that right no i don't have the right hair style gotcha that okay, okay. if i did i could i would do it you could pull off maybe the earrings he's got the <laughs> earrings going on um i remember uh in school you had to read books you did yeah um, <laughs> but, uh, um, not like the assigned books you have to read books outside and then like prove it to the teacher that you read these books right so I, I would pick autobiographies of people I already knew and one of them was Dennis Rodman you knew his story already yeah pretty much I, I knew that I knew more than she knew did you convince her yeah oh yeah Yeah. or was she like oh yeah then how many rebounds did he get this year so like, <laughs> well that's not what the book's about yeah I know the book's about like his life and like he dated like celebrities like comedy Lecture, right? Uh, I think Madonna. Too. Madonna, serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't care about Michael Jordan, but I like Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should get uh, a shoe deal. Yeah. It, it would be slippers. Oh, okay. I'd buy those. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I think he grew up in the Philippines. No, really? Yeah. Why is that? Just like I think his was dad he army was brat? from there? Okay. Or I, I don't know. Oh, his dad is. No, I don't think he's Filipino, but he lived there, so he grew up there for like his first ten years of his life. And I heard he has like two older sisters, and they, he got beat up a lot. Okay, for for, for being just well, just because he was like a small. Oh no, like I think when he moved here, gotcha. He was smaller than everybody. He didn't have older brothers to look up to or protect him, so he got beat up a lot. And then he, that's why he he kind of became a bully when he got bigger. Really? Yeah. He, was he like the 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 guy that is like the big body on the court? Is that what his job his thing was? Was like he could just rebound from anywhere. From the other side of the court. Like, it was uh, weird. Uh, that was his thing. It was rebounding, right? Yeah. Uh, I heard he would, like, just study how the ball would bounce depending on who was shooting. Like, he knew if a person shot a free throw, he knew exactly where the ball would end up. Where, where to, for me to go, for my hands to be, to catch to, like, the ball. like, I'm going to jump at this point, and I'm going to get it before anyone else. He wasn't the tallest guy, but he, he would get it over people that are taller because he just knew how to, the angle and, like, where it would be. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, like, another aspect of the game people don't think about it's just shooting shooting or guarding whatever like that oh maybe you I, don't i believe yeah. i uh, <laughs> yeah i believe you read the book yeah thank you yes <laughs> a plus a plus christopher uh but yeah i i want to get into this I, maybe i want to buy nikes instead just just regular Michael I, I'm never get, I'm, I'm i don't know when i'm ever gonna play basketball so <laughs> well, okay people that buy, buy them don't wear them to play basketball either they just want to be like mike right isn't that the that was okay all right i've seen that movie countless times <laughs> 
right. Yeah, um, yeah I, I do want to watch that movie. I would, I would suggest it, even if, especially if you're a basketball fan or yeah. you just want a, a engaging fun time. All right. Well, when I'm done watching Children Fail, I'll watch that movie. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, we drop new episodes every week, um, except for next week. <laughs> we are going to go on a, on the field to report. We're True. going to a comic book convention, and we'll talk all about it when we get back. But uh, don't forget to subscribe until then. Can't wait for that, too. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, tune into us over there, too. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Daniel, did you with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later. Please, please, please.